This podcast you're about to listen to is a controlled experiment using trained intellectual monkeys. The following episode is one of the infinite debates these monkeys have had. Remember that these are the opinions of real monkeys and may not reflect the opinions of the highly trained human scientists in charge. And most importantly, no monkeys were harmed in the making of this podcast. I don't think we... I don't think I engaged as fully as I... as, as I might have. Yeah, I don't... I feel like I was probably half-hearted in my attempt to tail. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I see, okay. Well, you, you had this... Um, you had this scheme of lizard greater than dog greater than cat. Yeah. And I, I wonder, like... Is there like a difference in order of magnitude between those those species? Like, is it lizard is a thousand points, dog is nine hundred and ninety oh, points, it's, and it's, cats ten points? It's pretty close between lizard and dog, okay. but it's it's a few orders of magnitude between dogs and cats. What happened to you, Gunner, that <laughs> made you have such a low opinion of cats? So when I was a kid, you I had a I had a sandbox, um, and cats and sandboxes uh they 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 don't mix the best because one likes to poop in the other Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna tell you which one likes to poop in the other Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so as a child i essentially just played in cat litter box for about my first four years of life and so your problem was that it was the mixing problem. So it, it wasn't so much that the poop went into the it was sandbox. A, it was more that they just didn't mix it very well. So that, you, know, you have a problem with their sort of digging techniques and mixing techniques. Is that really, is that sort of the crux of it? Yeah, you could say that. They're, it's okay. it's just unsanitary how they deal with it. Mm. Um, yeah. They don't mix very well. They don't they don't homogenate the, the poop and... and and sand very well. If they did a better job at that, I probably wouldn't even be complaining right now. You wouldn't honestly. notice. I would never even notice. A four-year-old? Come on. I wouldn't notice. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Hmm. So is a lizard the only animal that can actually rid its poop easily, or do they just poop everywhere in their cage? Uh, so what a lizard does is they're similar to, like, a bird in that they condense their uh, urine, and then they mix it with their feces, and then it all kind of comes out of a, a single hole, it's just nice. It's easy to deal with. Centralized output. Yeah. It's more efficient. It's Is very that, efficient. I see, so, so. And it's okay. uric acid. Um, so it's, yeah, it's not like urea. It doesn't smell like cat piss. It's just easy. So you just really like sandboxes. You really want your sandbox to, be, to remain pure that was my, at all times. That was my sanctum, and those cats took it away from me. Okay. Okay. So at a very a, young age. This is a sandbox-centric yeah. view. I'd say traumatic history is traumatic history, right? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Would you say that you have um, post-traumatic stress disorder? I wouldn't go so far as to say that. Okay, good. Saturday, October, what is it? Six. Saturday, October 6th. Yeah. It is uh, 
10 hundred hours uh, present our three infinite monkeys, Teo, Gunner, and Tyler. And this is experiment 004, a discussion on what I'm gonna call the safe place. And to uh, take an emotional baseline reading, how's everyone doing today? I mean, Gunner might have some uh, mourning uh, feelings about his childhood. Mm. Um, you really stirring those up first thing. We're, we're learning about his what, what caused some developmental issues is in, in his childhood. Not just to be against cats. I don't know. That's a developmental issue. Come on now. Like, I know the crowd that I'm with is pro-cat, but to say that being anti-cat is a developmental issue, I don't know. That seems kind of hurtful. Well, <laughs> it's, it's not that you're anti-cat that's a developmental issue. It's the fact that, you know, you were traumatized by the fact that your sandbox experience as a child was destroyed. Because I'll tell you one thing. When I was playing with sandbox, I loved those digging machines. Oh, yeah. I had one just, of those. And, and I was just digging up poop. I would, yeah. I, uh, I had one of those. I could <laughs> sit on it, and it had little levers, and I could actually control the... It Whoa. was so cool, Was man. this in your backyard? Like, is yeah. this like your personal sandbox? I lived on a, yeah, I lived on a farm, right? That doesn't so mean had, you have a sandbox. No, I had like a sandbox. It was like a. Little, I know your farm is dope, but we my, we had a little thing, and, and you it had little levers, and it controlled this like Heck grapple yeah. arm that was like an excavator kind of thing. It was really cool. Oh man! And so as a kid, I would just spend like because it had two of these things. One controlled this, the other controlled the kind of bend of the arm. Okay. And so it worked just like an excavator does. That's amazing. And I would just sit in my sandbox and dig up cat shit for hours. <laughs> I mean, at least you had something to dig up. Like, if it was just sand, you'd be kind of like, uh I mean, you know, it would be better if it was rocks, but Make at least you, had, out you, of you had a case. Of, yeah. a game out of it. Yeah. Now, the question is, if you had this giant excavator, why didn't you remove, like, why didn't you actually excavate the poop and remove it from said sandbox? So, where did you put the poop? Well, like I said, we had a, so, I don't remember where I put the poop, I'm not sure, but, um, like I said, lived on a farm. We had upwards of 20 cats, so there was, there was no chance of me keeping up with their with their, their deposits yeah. yeah so so th- th- these were your cats uh, they were like the farm's cats farm's cats yes. they would yes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like like some were feral six years old and uh, gutter has 20 cats yeah <laughs> cats. yeah so if so th- i just realized these are technically outdoor cats yeah so in a really weird way it's technically self-inflicted pain because you kept the cats outside, well, which in this in this modernized society, you're not supposed to let cats outside because they will just die to everything because they're kind of dumb. Well, these were these like I said, they're farm cats though, so they actually were like working cats. They had to go and eat mice. Yeah, like they had a job. Were they and working we, cats or were they we, slave cats? They were. Well, they they were a population of cat that we we cohabited with, and they kind of killed mice. Uh, Okay, so it was a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. That you, uh, what, what did you provide them? them? Well, occasional food. Occasional food. Saucer of milk. So, okay. Saucers of milk and um, uh, a place where mice yeah. families came to live. And, um, yeah, and one time we had a, a bobcat actually come through and got some of our cats pregnant and he hung out for a bit. So for a while we had like a generation of like bobcat cats. Cool. It was pretty crazy. Nice. They were, poops. they were hardy. Like they, they, yeah, they're big, mean. Yeah. One of them like fought a raccoon and like, it was crazy. Like they were, they're mean cats. It's well, yeah, pretty cool. Though. Hmm. But, uh, 
They sucked. Fuck them. So, Tara, do you have any um, uh, revealing childhood trauma that um, came to light this morning? Or are you just having a, are you just in a good mood? I'd say I'm about a seven this morning. What happened to your other three? I didn't sleep well. Um, hmm. I wouldn't say that I was explicitly um, revisiting childhood trauma this morning, but I do have recurring childhood trauma of... I can't be tickled. Hmm. It just can't happen. Or else what? Or, or else I just... I, I, it's just not a good time. Do you kill? <laughs> I could be driven to kill. Oh my god. I, 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 I could see that. I could see that happening. I can kind of see, like, by the look in your eyes that you're not fucking around. I'm not fucking around. Yeah, yeah. I know we were, we were kind of joking around with the cat thing, but this is, like, yeah, this, this, is, is, this, this is actually quite deep. Yeah. So I have, like, a weird, like, inquiry. Because I'm, like, a generally... I'm not, like, super ticklish, but, like, like, a soft touch, like, definitely makes me, like, itch and it's annoying. Right. So, like, at what point does the tickling... What, 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 at what point does, like, a caressing, lovely pat or like pet or scratch <laughs> turn into tickling because that would be a really dark like water for someone to tread <laughs> just like, like one like, little like friendly pat on the shoulder and then just knife How in the dare you. <laughs> and then knife in the throat <laughs> hmm no light pats are fine light pats that's okay but, i mean if, if it was like repeated no more than two no more than two yeah no more than two just a quick I mean, pop, pop. three at most, if, if, if we're close, you know, it's like, hey, buddy, that's all right. No, four. Noted. Four yeah. is the death number. Four is the death number. That's a weird death number. That's when you start walking into the muddy water. Yeah. It's like, usually it's like a three-strike rule, a two-strike rule, four-strike. I like prime numbers. Is four, you, but you don't like prime numbers? I do like prime numbers. Four, four is the first uh, composite number. Oh, that makes no, I guess two technically is a prime number. Yeah, I never, I never thought the, about that. It's the only even prime number. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Welcome to the Infinite Monkeys podcast. I'm very disturbed that two's a prime number. <laughs> it's only one. Like, it's this unique. is actually bothering me. Because, <laughs> like, I intuitively knew that it was. I'm just like, no, it shouldn't be. I'm sorry. This sounds really stupid, but, like, <laughs> is zero a number? If it is, is it prime? Isn't I think zero is the only number that isn't a primer. Con- the other one, isn't composite. it? Yeah. Um, well, it's like multipliable a, by everything, right? Yeah. Well, it's a it's a it's a number that is divisible by itself in one. So it's not divisible by anything. Yeah. Most right. You could divide zero by one. It'd be zero, wouldn't it? Isn't that how math works? Uh, yes, it would be zero. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, you just can't divide zero by zero. At least that's what calculus told me. But yeah, yeah, technically, right. yeah, you, can. Cal- you can, in calculus, at some point, divide zero by zero. Uh, like, well, no, no, you no, can you just can't. the limit, can you? No, no you, 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 you can. It's just, just, it just, you just get a number that doesn't make any sense. Well, okay, sure. Okay. Yeah, okay, exactly. So, but so, by definition, it doesn't, so ra- ra- it doesn't make sense. Random tangent. I pissed my calculus teacher off by always doing zero divided by zero, but I knew which zero was bigger. So I would just go zero divided by zero. The zero is bigger. Therefore, the answer is infinity. And he's like, no, that's not how you do calculus. I'm like, well, I'm right, aren't I? <laughs> Legitimately how I 
got through all my calculus courses. Nice, just bewildering the professor. Just with zeros. I, I, I should show, have you ever, have you ever done the thing where, or seen the thing where you can, you can fake the shit out of math, like what, how they teach math in high school, so you can make any positive number a negative number? Uh, have you, probab- have you prob- ever seen that fake proof? I saw oh, that trick. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some of those, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's what I also used to do in most classes. I used to be that asshole who just like, pause a number, and then just like this random proof to make every answer I had negative. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. They did not like me very much. No? I, I was, I was, it was, it was, it was not a, it was not a good time for me. That, that was, that was my childhood trauma, where it was like, like, I don't think you deserve 100%. You did everything right, but like, you, you're fucking with us. We're taking marks off for you fucking with us. <laughs> like, often you get like a, a, a like a fun mark. You know, if you, if you if you do something kind of witty and clever, sometimes you get like half mark bonus. And it's like, hey, nice. But if you do it all the time, you, what do you do, you do 50, it all the time. What do you do at the fiftieth time? They're no longer very uh, very lenient, right? I, I, before we start, I do have one question, other question, th- talking about this negative number thing. Why? And, and tell me. And the answer is simply going to be. It's either too long for this podcast or it's short enough. Why the heck is all positive numbers equals to negative one over 12? Yeah, what oh, is that? The, the sum of all uh, positive numbers. Yeah, or it's, yeah, it's the infinite series, yeah, yeah. of um, all positive numbers. Sigma. Yep, sigma. Um, I don't know that because cause there's some, some like method of calculating that sum that a mathematician named Ramanujan came up with. And it's, it's some, some weird thing that makes sense. <laughs> but, but like, I, I couldn't tell you. So, but do you know enough to say, does it make sense, like me proving that positive one is equal to negative one, or like positive four is equal to negative four, or does it like no, it actually sense. make sense? Because you can do like- It, it you does can do actually like, make sense. Okay. It's, it's, it's like, yeah, you, my, my impression, because that's not my area. I don't know this area, but my my um, broad impression is is that it's it, it's one of those things where either the the infinite series of positive integers is um, just like means nothing, or you develop some system to actually calculate it, and I think that's kind of what it is. I just want like Teo to like just do an entire like. 10 minute YouTube video just explaining this to me with this soft, smooth jazz voice. <laughs> explaining something I don't understand very well. <laughs> I mean, isn't that Already how the, what most YouTube is? Yeah. Isn't that how YouTube works? And like how <laughs> not, 90, also like 90% of the world works where it's like you know something about 50% and you explain it like you know it 100%. That's how I got through my undergrad. That's most of my master's so I far. I think that's how you learn, actually. You, yeah. You, you, you're constantly pushing your frontier. Although the knowing fifty percent and pretending you know hundred percent—that that's a big step along the frontier. <laughs> so uh, going on to my topic today, because I, I was actually thinking about it for about um, the last three weeks. So we, awesome. we we brought it we brought it up on I believe it was actually podcast uh, the very second one, the second discussion that was released. Um, it doesn't really matter what the discussion was. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, it was probably when we were talking about, um, uh, it was the arts one. Gender studies. No, it was, the, it was the one before, before the, that. The before that. What were we talking about? Oh, I can't remember. Was that the one we did on uh, campus? 
No, it was the one that we were we were put in the outside for this experiment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, I can't remember. Oh, it was universities. It was the university podcast. Okay. I believe, okay. and, and, and is then it we, worth it? And then we right. introduced right. some gender studies and stuff like that. Man, it's really hard to remember an <laughs> infinite amount of podcasts. Yeah, no kidding, right? Jeez, oh, oh, so man. S- such a large number to think about. <laughs> um, well, it's only negative one over twelve. If you add them all up. Wait, that is way too relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, if you bear with me, there are different kinds of infinity. And this is something that we haven't settled yet. Like, are we talking about countable infinity or uncountable infinity? I think it has to be. Very different. I think it has to be uncountable infinity. Okay. I think that's just implied because, because there, if it was a countable infinity, then the universe then this experiment would not work because we would uh, because i believe that this experiment is designed to fill the entire universe up with um, uh, monkeys which if you had a countable amount of infinity that would not be as big as the universe that makes sense uh, yeah uh, okay uh, like one of the main differences between countable and uncountable infinity is that countable infinity is like a discrete space like made up of uh, divisible like units yes and uncountable is continuous the universe so, is continuous so yeah okay all right, uncountable infinity. I'm, I'm going to keep going to one more tangent yeah. for mathematics. Nice, um, but it 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 is based upon how um, adept you are in human mathematics. Human. Okay. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the you have countable infinity, you have uncountable infinity. Countable infinity can be broken up into you said discrete units, but when you're dealing with countable infinity, there's also num there's also a term that is multitudes bigger than infinite than, than a countable infinity. Mm-hmm. Do you, have you heard of that? I can't remember what the word is, but you can act like, 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 so it's like, uh, it's, I mean, LF not, or is that? Thing I think it was, okay. but, but, but like, I, I remember, I remember it being like a W symbol or something. Oh, it's like you, oh yeah. C- c- cardinal numbers. I don't know too much more than because, because, <laughs> because, because I was wondering, it's like, you have infinity, you have infinity, you have infinity, infinity can get bigger where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Two infinity, three infinity, four infinity, and even infinity, infinity, and then you have, and then you get to, then you can count up to. I don't even know why they made these numbers, but when you're counting, you can go into these. It's like yeah. gr- the Greek W, yep. and then that's bigger than in the countable infinity, and then they have magnitudes of that, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, why do you have a number that's bigger than an accountable infinity? And then if you have a number that's or, or a term that's supposed to be bigger than countable infinity, does is 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 that number still smaller than non-countable infinity? And then my head just is breaking. Then you have an infinity that's bigger than this other infinity. It's supposed to be bigger than infinity. Anyway, it's a lot of infinities. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how how, the, how those how those numbers are really constructed. All I know is that if you take the power set of any set, or of, of a countable set, you get an uncountable set. Wait, um, power set is um, taking every combination of uh, elements from a given set. So yeah. Anyways, never mind. That probably is a bit too, too narrow. <laughs> Some heavy math first thing in the morning. <laughs> so, uh, two, yeah. So on podcast two, we were talking about it. It was it was in, we were introducing the. We were first talking about gender studies and arts and stuff like that. Um, we at least I think I did. I made the statement of. Uh, uh, Gunners, I think, said something that was that could be, if taken out of context, of this being like an open discussion of like 
furthering our own understanding because I've learned a lot by just having three different opinions and going back and around table and not really worrying too much about, yeah. um, you know, making my opinion known because I'm looking to make that opinion the best opinion that it can be. Yeah, it's about knowledge, not performance. It, <laughs> The the I, I the crux of uh, this is that this podcast is generally a safe place to hear other opinions and develop your own opinion, and the I, I've I've been kind of trying to figure this out in my own head for the last three weeks. And what is a safe place in terms of yes, in theory, this is a place where we should be able to share ideas. Um, now, we get these other scenarios whereby we were talking about in um, the actual um, arts topic uh, that, you know, you shouldn't have one idea or this other idea of when you have these two ideologies, you shouldn't just have like the super, I guess I'm just gonna use the classical left or the classical right ideology mm -hmm. should kind of learn both so you can make an informed opinion. Um, but at the same time, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily, I mean, I, I, I could be wrong and correct me if I'm wrong here. I would, I wouldn't necessarily say that you should have a, um, an entire course or something dedicated to um, facilitating uh, neo-Nazi views <laughs> on life, right? So at what point... Although, although I don't know. I mean, like, the, 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 I mean, this isn't my domain, but the, um, Nazism does have, a, have an intellectual component to it and like underpinning to it, and I could totally see a whole course discussing that. Well, dis discussing is one thing, but like ideologies, but like, yeah, there's courses that discuss authoritarianism and, and things like that, but maybe not like how you're describing it. Yeah, like, so, so like a Nazi gets in front of the class. Yeah. And just, yeah. Starts... So, so like, 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 you know, like, let's, let's say, you know, let's go back to these, these, these female gender studies classes and, you know, through them, you would probably learn about, um, patriarchy or, intersectionality. um, yeah, or, 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 um, everything would be framed with like a female writer or a female, um, uh, like say it's like a, you're studying books and they're written by females, like, and they're huge, um, books that you can learn a lot from mm -hmm. um or like this recent like nobel prize winner like you can go through the three females who won a nobel prize in physics ever um and the now with those you you are facilitating a idea that's a, a, a under making someone want to change their thought like mm -hmm. in 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 theory to to there's one thing about telling people about the patriarchy, but unless you tell them about like, um, yes, this is what, like, unless you distance yourself from it saying like, yes, this is what, you know, these group of people thinks the patriarchy is and this is why mm -hmm. that's one thing. But if you're saying that, um, in, in these classes, what I would have and again, I'm not, I've never taken one of these classes. Mm -hmm. Um, but whether it's a class or not, you often get like these statements, um, 
academically and not where it's the patriarchy exists. Yeah. This is why. And you're trying to change people's opinions. So now if I, and, yeah. and, and this might be assumptions and this everything. might be a philosophical um, fallacy in terms of my logic here, but I don't think it is. Connor can correct me if I'm wrong, but if you, I'm the I'm the logical, you're the fallacy authority here. Yeah, you're you're, you're the one that is probably most qualified to philosophy us. Um, Jeez, I would give that detail, but thanks, Tyler. <laughs> um, but so so in in theory, I should be able to juxtapose and shift the um, scenario to what if you did the same thing with neo Nazism? So now you're saying that instead of facilitating this idea that the patriarchy is real, it's the idea that the white people are the best. One of those is heavily racist, you know, under most people's assumptions. Mm -hmm. The other one, genuinely accepted. Right. And, and, and why can we discuss mm. one of these ideas, but not the other? Now, intuitively, I just feel that, you know, one's okay, one's not. But I haven't been able to actually logically, can, like, tell myself why one's okay and one's not um like just the logic of it like the logic seems similar yeah like so identical? Or, yeah. or are you not sure why white like white supremacy is bad <laughs> no, no, like, so, so 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 i i know like so so it, it it's the logic of it because right if, if i go from a non-logical standpoint um and i'm just using like my feelings okay nazism neo-nazism white people are the best white supremacy um screw every other color of people yeah. um feeling wise that sounds bad to me yeah <laughs> this other one um while you know there are pros and cons to it um just in terms of people can get hurt in the process of this other one too i'm okay with it like i like i'm, I'm feeling wise i'm not okay with neo nazis i'm okay with people hating on patriarchy but technically they're both two hmm. ideas that sh in theory if one can be discussed the other can be discussed but logically i don't know why i think that one should and one shouldn't right so what one one ideology appears to be less dangerous than the other yeah and and and, and if the world should be a safe space and like everyone should have their own voice why do i think that Right. So like, there's a contradiction because you feel or you think, wait, did you feel or do you think that, that, uh, I feel that one should be discussed and one shouldn't, but I, right. but, but the thinking wise, I can't, I don't know why I intuitively have that feeling. And okay. it's, and it's really weird because like, for me, I like going through a lot of things and I like saying that I have this set of logic and I can, without lo without logic to me, I cannot I, I almost, I, I kind of have this very um, uh, reductive type feeling where if I have an opinion, it has to be backed up by logic because mm -hmm. to me, like this anecdotal kind of imperative or empirical uh, opinion really doesn't hold a value because I'm just saying, this is my opinion and this is why. But in this case, I don't have the logic to back up my empirical opinion. What do you mean by empirical opinion? You mean anecdotal? Yeah, just like observation-wise. Okay. Like, like okay. Um, yeah, em empirical just being like, you know, my feelings and my, my, my senses. Right. Or okay. this is bad. Like local senses yeah. kind of stuff. Okay. 
What was the question? <laughs> Why is it okay to have a safe place to discuss one but not the other? I don't think it is okay. <laughs> so, so, so <laughs> you, you think that? So, because, because, like, when I'm saying it out loud with how I say this. I'm almost saying that, yes, we should have a place in the world where people can discuss that white supremacists are the best. Why? I think, I think that is important. Yeah. I think we should have places like that. And I, I think mean, uh, what you're okay. identifying is that we have um, a society that likes to make sacred cows out of things because of their historical context. So because of Nazism led to the Holocaust, people don't want to talk about uh, white supremacy because there's all of this attached awful evil to it mm -hmm. but if we are actually able to start talking about it then maybe you can start to discredit the idea because as soon as you start um exposing shitty ideas to the light of truth and actually start uh like using scientific method and 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 testing them and retesting them and like and does does white supremacy hold up is it actually true um evidence says no well hang on why like you're making a scientific argument like you're saying that there's like scientific proof that white supremacy is yeah bad. so so no 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 okay so so what i'm saying is is what i think that you're kind of getting at is that we're not allowed to to have a place to say okay uh white people are the best people right yeah exactly um but i think we really should have a place for that and we should also have a place that also enables people to come at it uh, critically because me just saying without any evidence, white people are the best. Well, okay. Um, I think it was uh, Christopher Hitchens said extraordinary, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence or is Stephen yeah. Fryer or some, one of those really, really great guys. Um, I want to say it was Hitchens quoting or paraphrasing Hume or something. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> um, but, but so, so if I'm going to say, okay, whites are the best, I better come with a fuck ton of evidence to back that up. And, and if so, you have to take a scientific argument for it because it's not, you have to disconnect it from the social argument because it's not a social argument. Um, white supremacy, there's nothing to back up that we're the best race, whites. It's, it's, we, there's, there's, there's metrics to look at. So, um, the, the most relevant one I can think of is IQ. And, and so, uh, some metrics do say that whites do in fact have, uh, higher IQs than other races, but, uh, Asians have higher IQs than whites. So right there, uh, your evidence goes out the window. That you, it, It's completely contradicted that so, whites so, are the so best. So the definition of what best means uh, needs to be clarified. Well, yeah. And the, and the only way that you can get through to these definitions and actually yeah. start um, exposing these these ideas to, to the, the sterility of truth, um, the only way you can do that is by discussing them. And so if you, yeah. if you don't have a place to say, oh, yeah, whites are the best, well, then you also don't have a place to say, well, no, whites aren't the best. And, and when you say have a place for it, you don't mean like, hey, let's make this <laughs> corner available. And that's where, the, you know, we let the white print. No, no, but, but, but it like, just needs to be like we can't look at it so negatively as a society to like be like in a coffee shop, someone saying, um, you know, if someone were to be saying, oh, you know, whites are the best in a coffee shop people would lose their fucking minds. 
but but the the real reaction should be uh, discussion. It shouldn't just be let's demonize this guy. It should be like okay, well let's unpack why you think that, and let's completely destroy why you think that because it's factually irrelevant and untrue. Is that, yeah, and yeah, and and, sure. and and I'll just add that you know when you're talking about that IQ, it, my, my my intuition is that if you did have data like that, it could be skewed by alternate variables yeah. such as that you know historically white people just have access to education etc et exactly there's so many um confounding variables to the 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 iq study that i'm referencing to um steve pinker uses it a lot in his uh arguments as to why humanity's doing better and not worse and like why we're actually succeeding as as a as a species but um yeah, no, there's a ton of confounding variables that could explain these differences that you see between race, like the fact that uh, inner, inner cities are funded way less, and these are the places where you tend to get minorities because they're cosmopolitan, and, and this is where those people tend to, tend to live. Um, and so those schools get less funding, and that does have uh, an enormous impact on, on these what you would say from a statistically sampling standpoint, uh, populations of races. And regardless of what the IQ disparities are across um, populations, that that statistic almost doesn't really help the, the white supremacist very much because the white supremacist claim is that each individual who is white is better than each individual who is not white. Exactly, and, and they're just looking at the means. Yeah, you, can, you can't really, you, know, you don't really know facts about individuals by looking at the averages of a you know, population. Yeah. So it's, it's that, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> is, kind of help. is it, is it that, you know, part, part of your um, thought of, letting everyone have this safe space in terms of, you know, the, the, the race or the patriarchy thing, um, that giving them this safe space kind of does, you know, what, uh, what happens to say, um, a teenager, if you don't put up red tape, like by, by allowing people to discuss it and, and be open with it and react responsibly um that there'll be less that that the, the stigma will be reduced and when the stigma is reduced you will reduce the emotional response on both sides yeah, when and, it's brought and, up and and probably like long-term harm like i'm thinking you bring up um teenagers i'm thinking like sex ed okay so so before when when sex was really kind of like a, a sacred cow when we were a very puritanical society. Nobody talked about it. And um, s sex practices were atrocious. Like STDs were rampant, chilled, like teen pregnancy was enormous. I'm not saying that these things aren't uh, gone, but I'm saying that our approach is a lot better now because we've kind of removed this uh, sacred cow aspect of sex ed and now we are allowed to like teach it to children and now contraceptive use is like compared to 40 years ago is so much more widespread use and like so i kind of would use that as an identifier that yeah if you if you if you expose people to these these uh 
concepts and destigmatize them, then yeah, you kind of make it so that people function better and have uh, better conversations and, and the outcomes are going to be a lot more healthy for the society and individuals. Right. You're right, because once the stigma is gone, then you can actually dive into it and yeah. dive into the, into the topics and unpack what's real and what's not and what's good and what's bad. Mm-hmm. So I would, I, so, so far I'm okay with this line of thinking. Um, now, and, 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 the, and the reason for that is just because that's, you know, generally how I find the best way to respond to, um, polarizing, uh, I d- discussing polarizing ideas. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago I was talking about how, um, I was tweeted about, um, uh, that transgender people should have transgender roles. And I just, you know, politely just asked, you know, why do you think that? Um, just because I'm genuinely curious why you're thinking that. And while this cert, this individual he, historically on their Twitter timeline would respond with um, more accuse, like just accuse people of things. And, 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 and it was just like, I wouldn't say it was like vitriol, but let's just say it's vitriol just because there was no basis to telling someone constructively why you think that just like you're wrong. Um, but when I, when I asked and discussed, they were open to discuss. So I think mm. that that is a very good way to diffuse a situation. And um, right. not only because it gives them an opportunity to change my opinion, because I'm, and you have to be, I guess you have to be genuine to yeah. an extent, but yeah. it gives me an opportunity to change my opinion, but also goes back and forth. I tell them what I'm thinking and then, maybe I change their opinion or make them at least rethink their opinion. At the very least, you understand each other better. Yeah. And there there was no hostility towards that. Right. Yeah. Have either of you actually talked to a a Nazi, like spoken to a neo-Nazi for a long amount of time, sat down and had a chat? Uh, Okay. So (laughs) I've I've heard it's possible. I'm going to give you a sassy answer just in in preparation. My, my, my uh, primate father or grandfather actually was a Nazi. So mm. I've sat down and talked to him. A neo-Nazi I, though, neo-Nazi. Uh, oh. Classic Nazi, Nazi Coca-Cola normal is, is not the same. Oh, oh, Coca-Cola, like if you want some, I want, you want I some want vanilla diet. Coke yeah, or I some cherry, <laughs> cherry zero. Yeah, I, I've never talked to a uh, cherry Coke Nazi before. <laughs> so so your, your, your grandfather was like just in... Germany at the time? My my grandfather is German, was in Germany at the time. I mean, I should probably explain this just to not throw my grandfather (laughs) under the bus. But um, was in Germany at the time. I I have German heritage and like one quarter. And uh, was there when the Nazi party got elected and then was part of World War II on the Nazi side. And... um, uh, from my understanding, the entire, like, cause he's a really nice ish guy. Um, I say nice ish because he's one of those, um, individuals who is, is, is very, very nice, but just keeps to themselves. Yeah. Um, sure. like if you, if, if, if I was like absolutely needing something, he would help me. But other than that, he's just like, I won't talk to you. You won't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, but from from what I've heard, he didn't 
agree with the Nazi regime the entire time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know whether that's. I don't know whether that's a hindsight bias or what. But sure. you, you know, from what I heard, he didn't like them when they were getting elected and all this stuff. And um, it's very similar to like what's happening in the states right yeah. now. A lot of people hate Trump, but he could still take that country over and make yeah. it completely authoritarian. So he he he. But the, the the difference between Trump and say the Nazis is, is I think what I heard was. Being a German in Nazi Germany, if you did not believe in the Nazi yeah. regime, you were pretty much dead. Well, that was right. once they, that's one after they bur- burned down the, the Reichstag and installed like martial law because yeah. they were targeting uh, social classes like communists and Jews at that point to try to just like consolidate their power. The reason why I bring this up, I also have uh nazi heritage i I will say i will say also (laughs) just just to end the story so um no like not that no one asked me but i also have never heard that directly from his mouth because apparently he just does not talk about it at all right Mm. it's like at one point he talked for like five minutes and that's what he said and hasn't talked about it since yeah Yeah. Yeah, so so i brought that up and i asked because okay so like i said i have uh nazi heritage my my grandfather wasn't a a nazi he left in like 32 or something like that because he was getting scared from all of the (laughs) what was happening so he does that make you have Nazi heritage or are you just saying German heritage? No, so he left all of his family over there. And so oh. my uncles, my aunts, my I have an uncle who is a sniper in the SS and stuff, like or a right. grand uncle, I guess. Um, so like the Leitners are um, Nazi associated on some level. <laughs> right. Um, but okay, so so I, I have had the pleasure of uh, talking to a neo-Nazi, a Coke, uh, a cherry coke <laughs> zero uh-huh. brand nazi and and i say i had the pleasure because i don't think that many people get the opportunity to talk to neo nazis in the context that i have um most of the times it's very like combative um but ours because uh he's family of mine not going to say who, um, but it was very just like cordial and we just were kind of chatting. And so one thing that I noticed, like as soon as you start engaging with these people and you actually start asking, why do you think this? What it, and, and you start actually like pushing them and getting to the basis of it. It's, they're just, they don't, they don't know any better. It's a pathology of thought. They've been, they've been so perverted by um, how other people talk, how the, the charisma of other people, they, they don't have any ability to properly critically analyze what they're saying and what they espouse. And so if you actually are able to, uh, like, like if somebody has cancer, you're not just going to say, well, let's not address the cancer, hope it just goes away. Maybe, maybe it won't make a big deal. No, you, you, you go in and you address the cancer, right? Uh, it's the same thing with, with this, this Nazi kind of rhetoric that these people have. It's, it's so blatantly obvious that the things that they say are just untrue and provably falsifiable that, that you have to start engaging with them from a from a position of understanding and compassion so that you can kind of 
dis- diffuse the situation and kind mm-hmm. of say to them, well, okay, why, why do you think Nazis are the best? Oh, well, because we're descendant of pure Roman bloodlines. This is actually, Correct. this right. is, this yes. is one of the, 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 uh, the criteria for it. So we're descendant. Nazis are good because Nazis are descendants of pure Roman bloodline and pure Romans. Those were the, they, they, they're like classic. That's Western civilization. That's how it all started. Like, that's why they have this big hurrah on for it. But one of the issues with that is they completely uh, forget the fact that Rome was a, like literally the first globalized power uh it 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 was the first multicultural power it was the first uh cosmopolitan power it it had nothing to do with white supremacy so so it, it wasn't at all like roman culture is the best it was like hey everyone let's get into this big conglomerate and work together and and somehow uh nazis have turned it into this oh well we're pre- pure romans well okay right. In, in 1200 or 1100, a Roman could be from London or a Roman could be from Northern Africa or a Roman could be from Turkey or a Roman could be from Greece. It, they were a legitimate globalized power. So, so my point being is that the idea that they've based, or at least my one uh, relative has based his whole idea, his whole, his whole foundation that, that Nazis are good because they're derived from this pure bloodline well it's just it's just it's it's hogwash it doesn't even hold up like in the first uh trials like so you, you can't extract racial supremacy from a multicultural it, it's impossible like, yeah it would be like well right. uh, america's the greatest well america is like a, another one of those it's a melting pot like you can't say america's greatest because it's white that's not right. you can't say it because you know so much of what america is was uh paid for off of the backs of minorities and multiculturalism and stuff like that. So it's just, it's, it's wild to me um, that they do have this type of, of pathology of thought. And the only way to actually uh, address it like cancer is to open it up to the world, extract it and, 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 and treat it with, truth which in this case is the chemotherapy of that and and it has to be demonstrable truths like rome was a multicultural civilization before multiculturalism was a fucking thing you're not going to find contradictions in your thinking unless you actually confront your thinking exactly <laughs> now that that i actually really like because i didn't i did i i you know i'm not a i love history but um unfortunately history is one of those things that is um inhibitive to my direction in life but it's like one of the most fascinating things because it's like you know when growing up i always heard it's like you know you to really understand things going forward you have to look at history and and it's examples like these that are just like mind-blowing um that's why i love science history there's so much stuff in science history that's like you don't know what you're doing unless you know the history of it mm-hmm. um anyway um but my my on your on your topic i i i would love to this is a very good example of you know why you would have to talk to people to diffuse a situation but there was one thing that it didn't i would have a i would have a very tough time trying to explain that to someone because you you you, you said yes it's very multicultural now in rome i i have no basis for what i'm about to say but i do for the american side for rome were they all white 
they weren't. No, okay. No, it's, it's, they, it, it was, so they have like old carvings and like paintings and stuff like that. Cause that's the only kind of stuff that, and there's, there's people of color in these and that the so only black yeah, and Asian, that's basically what I'm talking about. I, there's okay. There's no Asians because I think they were too far away at that point of time, because this is like, people were still running around on horses and buggies. Um, but like, there's definitely Middle Eastern people. There's definitely like, okay. and this sounds racist, but you can, the, the historians are able to tell this because like the wardrobes and styles of hats that these people were wearing and stuff like that, they're very Middle Eastern styles or something. So they're like, oh, these people must be Middle Eastern type of thing. And then there's also like, yes, there's clearly someone who's been painted with brown rather than white. Okay. So you're, 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 and, and they were all designed with the same uh, socioeconomic status as so, white people. So, so what Rome, what Rome had to do um, as, as it increased in size, because uh, they weren't able to just go in completely obliterate their cult, the, the, their people who they called conquered. They couldn't just obliterate their culture. It's too logistically a nightmare. So they essentially just gave them all passports. Roman passports. They conquered them. You're a Roman citizen now. Full, full boring guy. Because the, the, the one thing that I can see um, someone who believes in some sort of white supremacy come back at me with that, if I, if I explain that to them, mm -hmm. is the second I brought up America, they could, I, they could more or less easily denounce exactly what I'm saying. Because maybe the Rome stuff holds, but I get what you're saying with the U.S., but historically with the U.S., the people who were white were primarily in power. So, yes, while you needed these other communities to really make America as a whole prosper, like that makes sense to me, but the power dynamic definitely shows that whites, for the most part, were better than blacks in terms of what power they did hold. So... Well, yeah, that holds true in Rome, too. There wasn't any, um, like, there were, uh, like, commanders and stuff from the Middle East and, and things like that. But generally, like, the Julius Caesar was a white guy. Uh, Augustus Caesar, a white guy. Like, most of Marcus Aurelius. These are all uh, just white, white people, white emperors. Most of the Senate, white. So you would, you would almost have to in your discussion. Like, there's no way around it where you would have to say where they say, yes, white people are the best. And you have to say, you couldn't just say, well, no, because your culture comes from a multi, from a melting pot. You would almost have to come from a sense of, well, remember that for the white people to have that much power, they needed people of color, which is, which still is kind of like, you're conceding the point of mm -hmm. that, you're conceding the point because well, you're showing that white, you're, yeah, you have to admit that I, white people had more power. I feel like, okay, you're conflating, you're conflating white people having power with, with their existing power structures. So the fact that white people were just in a good spot, like, like the fact that Rome just happened to be uh, really well placed in the Mediterranean where it, in, it intersected a bunch of like trading places and stuff. So we were very, very fortunate um, as white people, like Romans were, 
Um, and then they were able to build these complex structure, like complex societies and stuff like that. If this had happened in Africa or Asia or like anywhere else, you would see the exact same thing. You'd see only it would be just different power. It would just be like, okay, now in this context, blacks have power, like Mansa Musa, uh, the king of Timbuktu, uh, he's black. In this one, in this power structure, because of the existing power structure, because in this one, blacks are, are rich, um, well, now you could easily make the exact same argument that blacks are superior, and, right? And I mean, in, in, in Rome, like, the, the senatorial class was, well, it, it was maintained, you know, by... Um, like if you were born in, in the senatorial class, you'd probably become a senator. You know? mm, yeah, like it was, it was reinforced by your, Cause your, the, your heritage, and like yeah, yeah. At one point, Rome was just a city, and and it wasn't an empire. And well, yeah, there was like yeah. kings and despots and stuff like that, and they had uh, what is that lineage where they just pass it on, pass the crown to their children and stuff like that. But then, yeah. but then like, like you were saying, they, they then had the Senate and that was essentially maintained by the aristocracy, which was largely white because that's who was living in the city when Rome got big and powerful. I, I don't think that... it would be really nice to have this story in here <laughs> now that we're actually narrowing in on <laughs> Roman history. But, um, the little, you know, the documentaries that I've watched, you know, um, I, I, all I'm basing this off yeah, of too. Yeah. I, I get the impression that it was more about, um, like, um, state pride than racial pride. Like, I, yeah, they didn't really have, I don't think that there was of race, I think like, or not to the same degree that we like to make them up. Yeah. Like, like, like. I don't know if white supremacy was a thing. Yeah, it was more. It was more like, like Italian and Roman. Exactly. Romans better than yeah. Italians, and well, Italians not, better than. Yeah, it was like Romans were better than Tuscans or something. Like it wasn't right. even like all Italy. It was like just yeah. little little tribalisms. Like probably Sixth Street Romans are better than Eighth Street Romans. And so, something about something that I do know about Rome is that it was very much of a meritocracy and. Like if you were really ambitious and you could get, like, and you were wealthy, yeah, you, know, you, you, could, you could get your way to the top. Totally, there was like a, a bread a bread baker or something like that that he has like a mausoleum that's like a fucking wonder of the world or something like that because he just got so good at his job and selling bread. Right. Now he's like got this big like mausoleum in Rome. <laughs> hmm. Um, now is it is it. This this no this this is a logical fallacy, but I'm curious what happens if I say this. Um, so we you, we make this general statement that um, it's just based on where you're looking. Um, that if you're in a place that is primarily uh, white, it lends itself to say that your power is white people if you're in because of the, the initial state the initial state yeah. if you're in africa it's 
probably gonna be black. I don't know much about history. Not, yeah. Unless you have like colonizers, like but definitely South Africa. But definitely, like if you're in China, they're they're Asian. Yep, they're, they're, they're Chinese. Um, now, although with, with the <laughs> the Mongolians, like you look at Genghis Khan, like he yeah. had a lot of high up people. Yeah, um, who were like, well. Chinese or Mongolian or well, that was like another Eastern one of those. Or, that was another one of those like examples where, like, it was just he had to embrace multiculturalism yeah. because of the <laughs> sheer size of what he had done. He needs good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, who cares what they look like? Like, honestly. So, how does that make it any different than you could say that uh, m- uh, modern day Rome is the patriarchy? I don't know if this is going to just like brick wall this discussion, but like I, 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 as I was hearing you talk, I'm like, okay, so you have, you're, you're in a white, you know, white dominated place. You, you primarily have white leaders because the initial state was white. So then mm-hmm. does, is that just the same thing as saying that mm, historically men um, in certain areas started their sector and it just kind of st- because it was initially man-dominated stays male-dominated. Yeah. Um, however, if you look at other specific sectors, then you would have the flip side of it, where it sure. would be 100%. women-dominated. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Is is so so in a way is that just I could see it modern-day Rome in a in 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 our context of our what we're saying. I guess so. I mean, the, the analogy is a bit tough, but the I, initial, I see it. Yeah. I think the initial state is, is different because, I mean, what, it'd be nice to have someone who knew the, knew about this stuff. Um, but, uh, but, um, my, my understanding is that, you know, when like the industrial revolution happened, it sort of selected for men kind of being the breadwinners more so than you know when you just had agriculture and like everyone was everyone was farming um and so it like changes the so my point is that generals um seem to change with uh um economic economic uh situations yeah i I just found i just found it interesting because because as you were just as, as gunner was talking i'm just like this just sounds a lot like why we have established male-dominated things, which is an entirely different Well, I think this throws topic. back to a, a, a human tendency that we once have, when once we have power, uh, we will do whatever we can to maintain it and continue to have it within our social group. Um, so we're just like, like subconsciously, we're just trying to keep it's the not power. Even subconscious. People I mean, consciously do it. There's, there's no way like um, giving all of your money to your child after you die. That's a conscious choice. Well, I'm just, I'm just thinking like in and terms that, of like, would you say it like that? It's, it sounds like, which I, which I'm sure there are people who do it, um, but it's like people consciously being like, I'm specifically selecting this person to win this award because they're male, mm-hmm. not because their research is good type of a thing like is that a conscious decision probably at some point I'm, yeah maybe you'd have to be a really shitty person to do that though yeah um yeah i feel like that's quite rare now 
Hopefully, who, I f- who, I fucking hope. Who knows? Like like recent like 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 recently, just a uh, um, you, you there there are, there are ideas that I, that I generally think are um, you think are being phased out. Like for example, that you know you would I, at least I would imagine that more people are okay whether or not they believe it or not. They're okay with people making the choice of um, abortion specifically people coming into like new and upcoming medical student doctors um but no you still get medical students saying that abortions are an abomination and i wouldn't do it um so like still still trumpeting the, the religious argument just, just 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 like you know i i would like to think that a lot of people think like me and just right. don't give a don't i just don't care what color skin you're what color your skin is i don't care what gender you are when i make decisions but there are people who still have these historic uh, historical ideas of i'm going to make decisions based on your color i'm going to make decisions based on your gender i'm going to make decisions based on my religious beliefs well hang on don't don't we all do that like isn't that sort of like the the initial state of our decisions like we we like if we're in a new situation, like we're just encountering another cat problems. One second. <laughs> like when we're just meeting someone that we've never seen, we, like that's data that we, that's the initial data. Nope. Are we, are we still here? I'm not here. You're not there. Why are you not there? Gun, are you back? I'm back. Okay. All right. All Interesting. Right. I don't know what cool. I touched or what you touched. <laughs> the cat. It's the cat. <laughs> see, this is why I said oh, all right. cats. All right. You'd never see a lizard do this. But <laughs> <laughs> is that the lizard of the cage? Well, mm. so responsible lizard owners are not to be blamed for lizard behavior. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, going back to your, your or unless you have something to say. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was yeah. just about to finish my thought there. Like, um, the, the information, the, the initial information that we have when we encounter somebody new um, is, you know, things like what they're wearing and mm-hmm. um, the, their, their gender um, expression anyways and um, their race and, and all that stuff like that. And their age. And oh, even like size. their hair yeah. and glasses and like, makeup, everything. We judge everything. Any data that we get, we use to judge people. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, we take that in and we use it, and yeah, exactly. We we, we are perfectly capable of judging based on it, and I, I, I think I think it's okay to acknowledge that data, um, but it's I think the problem lies in only is taking that data as sufficient and not, you know, um, keeping it aside and then developing a, mm-hmm. a more nuanced. Um, understanding of yeah. What I'm cu- what I'm curious about Tyler is mm. these these med students mm. are they against abortion simply because it's an abomination, or is there something deeper to it? I don't know. Just overhearing comments. Yeah. Um, right. Because it sounds like a Nazi argument, right? Because they could have a very legitimate reason for not agreeing with abortion, finding it to be no probably abominative. Yeah. To them, from their um, from their point of view, and 
like particularly with abortion like it's not there, there isn't only like a religious argument against it like mm-hmm. there are secular arguments for pro-life and so it's it's it, 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 it is it is a, it is a complex a complex problem and it's so i i don't know if i i don't think i'd lump, lump that in with like making judgments about race and gender no. okay um but going back to the, the 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 original idea of this safe space like so okay we have this idea of you know okay maybe we should have a safe space for people to talk about white supremacy ideas so we can have the discussion instead of just blatantly making it a taboo topic that just makes and just always have an, uh, an immediate emotional response to every time it comes up. Now, the, if you, but if you take that to an even more weird place, does, it, does that hold up to every scenario? So for example, should you have a place to, um, and, and maybe possibly, do you have a, should there be a place to discuss also just rape or child abuse or all like, that stuff like should every topic these all exist already Wait, um you mean like a pedophilia convention or something yeah. is that what you're talking about or, well, or just well, like place where people can like yeah, yeah like like if, like, if we're gonna sure. talk about like okay. pedophile like pro-pedophile places like the catholic church is a really good example of a place where people can just go and be like pro-pedophiles and be fine (laughs) (laughs) well i'm not i'm not taking that back that's a hundred percent that is a is a power structure that is put in place to protect pedophiles specifically pedophiles and it gives them the moral justification to continue doing such awful deeds that they've been doing and and it's a legitimate power structure that's in place to keep this going, to enable them to continue to rape well, hang children. On. Hang on, is it, I mean, people are very critical of the uh, of the whole raping children part. I don't think that I don't think people think that that's legitimate. But right? that is like, that's what like the, we're, talking, we're talking about. Like institutions that or um, places, safe places, mm-hmm. where people can go and talk about or, or yeah, yeah, and that's talk a, about their urges. It's a very safe spot like, for yeah, them to. Yeah. It's a very safe spot for them to go and and practice their urges. Well, this well, is not about bit, talking though. The, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I wonder true. That, yeah. I wonder if they do have little get-togethers and they and they sit in their little cloisters and discuss raping children. I wonder. Very much doubt I, that. I don't actually. I feel like there's enough of them that they probably do get together and and talk about it. All right, maybe. I don't know. Like, like, what do you think of six billion people? Like, sure, there's, somewhere, if maybe. If, if, okay, yeah. If there's one, here's his, it, there you go. It exists. It exists. How many? How many Catholic? Uh, <laughs> how many Catholic pastors, or or cardinals, or whatever? Oh, whatever. People, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever okay. they're called. How many of them, proportionally to how many, are raping? One in a hundred. One in a thousand. I don't know. I think it depends on what decade you look at because they just this have that, decade right they, now. They just ha- well, they just had that thing where they 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 the, the Pope just like had to be like, yeah, we're assholes because there's this huge cover up in one of the U.S. states, um, and but again, most of those convictions were from like early like 2000 or earlier. Mm-hmm. But but this is the thing. Just because they're coming out now, like uh, just because this this dude is finally like the guy who this priest has raped is finally getting enough. Uh, courage to come forward and actually m- m- force him to stand judgment for this that doesn't mean that it's stopped 
Yeah, it like, could be I, that we have no, boys growing up right now. There, I guarantee yeah. you, as we speak, there is a boy being molested by a Catholic priest. Guarantee it. Guarantee well, it. There's a boy being molested, period. Just, you don't need to bring just, religion God, into this. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, you don't even have to bring religion into it. But, but specifically, I bet you, Catholic priest somewhere in this world at this very second is touching a little boy inappropriately. I feel like we're getting a bit off track. <laughs> but so, so yeah. But I'm like, just saying, like, this is the place, this is a, this is a structure that's okay. in place for people to come and, and, and it's safe and they're allowed to have these yeah. beliefs and, it's, and it's, discuss it, them. It, but but it's, they're not discussing it yeah, though, really. Yeah, like, like you're saying, you're saying they have the beliefs and they can act. Like it's, I would, I would concede that sure. There's a place that possibly they have a power structure whereby you can act on your urges. But I would say that for the most part, you don't have a place to discuss said urges so yeah. if we take this idea of nazism can like being fine to discuss is there a should we have these places for this should we have like aa meetings for like every single urge ever yeah i think so i think that would be yeah. a way better to do it especially with especially with like pedophilia because yeah. like most pedophiles don't want to be pedophiles They're like no, shit yeah, i'm only attracted to children this sucks yeah <laughs> no, like that's that's yeah, what I was going to say. Like, it. like w it's crucial, critical that they talk about it yeah. because, like you said, hey, it's nobody wants to be a pedophile. They recognize that it's awful, but now you have the power structure that protects them and enables that. So, so if you had a, a structure in place that protects them but enables conversation, well, I think you'd probably get to a place where like people could actually reconcile with what the fuck is going on in their head that makes them want to rape little boys? Yeah, I think it's better to, yeah, as, as before, to confront the the problem and like, head on and understand it and study it and mm -hmm. learn to manage this, it and resolve the, it. This reminds me a lot, I don't know if any of you watched, uh, I think it was Mindhunters on Netflix. Um, it's, 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 it's about two FBI agents who uh, are basically, when when kind of serial profiling or profiling serial killers started and they're trying to figure out like what are the um, signs mm. that, or, or what cause serial killers to do what they do and they take their signs and thought patterns after these interviews and, mm. they, it, it, and they try to um, apply it and try to catch people before right they do their act cool it's 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 not a documentary it's a straight up that, series it's really cool like, uh, oh my um, god what is that tom cruise movie where they can like predict when people murder oh minority report yeah minority it's just oh, like minority right. report <laughs> um now the 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 what were they going with that um the interesting thing that I found about, like at least at the semi-spoiler, but um, at one point, basically a character um, starts getting demonized, like because because the, the 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 serial killers are very um, demonized or whatever for talking about very vulgarly about their actions and like how much they enjoy it or right. um, uh, whether it's like you know. Um, bondage and rape and et cetera, et cetera. And then to, to, uh, as an empathetic tactic, which uh, to an extent, you, how I talk to people and discuss things, I kind of do the same thing. Um, but maybe not to this extent, he would actually mimic their language and to, to build the rapport with them. Ooh, yeah. And um, like the investigator would in the FBI agent. Would, That's yeah. so cool. Um, now the, the, the issue the issue was at, at one point the 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 head of the FBI or of his department basically is basically and other cops who overhear his interviews are very much like 
dude, what the fuck? I'm very uncomfortable with this. I'm very uncomfortable you sitting here talking to this person who molested a 12 year old. Um, you just saying, yeah, like, and right. like, like yeah. vulgar language. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm going to not say it on thing, yeah. but like <laughs> describing in excruciating detail, like being like, yeah, don't you enjoy it? Like I enjoy how this person looks right, and like right. with, with super, with very detailed description. And, and, yeah. and, and, and that was the FBI talk, FBI agent talking right. and his boss was like, uh, you can't do that. Can you stop? <laughs> but, but, you know, if you didn't necessarily, maybe if you didn't take, you know, do, do that knee jerk reaction where people can't talk like that or discuss it mm-hmm. like how they actually feel, maybe mm-hmm. you could, maybe that would be a better place in the world where you wouldn't just immediately be like, you can't talk about that. Yeah. Cause if you're not, if you can't talk about it, you can't think about it. But that's like, um, yeah, that's a really good point. But that's like a uh, really, really clever investigating technique. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was, I came up like across some YouTube video describing this, and um, so one of the things that they do is they try to build a rapport and make it so that they're your friend and so that you're more open to them. And a way that they do that is by mimicking your body uh, language mm. and and a bunch of stuff. And so they kind of like psychology like they use psychology to trick you and lull you into a false sense of security. And then they kind of gaslight you at the same time by kind of normalizing your actions. Um, and it's a way that they get people to confess. And so it's actually like a really, really, uh, effective technique at getting people to admit to shit that they did. You just kind of like, Hey, I'm your friend. Uh, don't you like stabbing little puppies too? That's right. great. I love it. So, 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 but I don't the, actually, that's awful. Like, <laughs> it, but, but then, but then, but then, so me and me, I have, I have this issue because like in, you have this FBI who is using it for confession sake. So if you talk this openly to this person mm-hmm. and you already did the urge you had, you go to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to sit there and for me to say, you need these AA type meetings, there is a there to to in theory to make it the most effective would you not have to bring it to like high schools have these very strong debates in high schools Hmm. which that is just gonna that you know is obviously going to open up a pr nightmare with parents and stuff because you have a pr nightmare already with sexual education Hmm. but you, you you would have to right you would have to bring it up as early as you possibly can and have these tough conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a skill to be able to have these kinds of conversations and like dive, like, learn to confront your thinking and, um, bring your think, make your thinking deeper and more critical. Like it, that's a skill. It's like a, it's like learning how to, um, I don't know, clean, cleaning out an engine or something, you know, like it's, yeah. I'd almost argue that it's a skill that is like, um, argument specific to like, like if, if, if I believe in climate change, um, you know, and I am constantly arguing pro climate change, I'm going to get really good at that. But say, uh, some other like, like aspartame or something, something that I know a lot less about, I'm not going to be as well versed in that argument. So if you extend that to like, um, me and my feelings on, uh, 
Nazism or something like that, if I never am engaged with it, but it's something that I believe in, I'm not going to be good at arguing like pro-Nazism, but I'm still going to feel or against it, but I'm still going to have like my whatever base level feelings are of that. Yeah. I'm pro-Nazism or anti-Nazi or whatever like that. Yeah. I I think one, one, like one thing that uh, concerns me is that I think most people, when they think of Nazi, they think of like the depth of their thinking is Hitler bad. Yeah. Like that's it. (laughs) It's like, there's nothing, there's very little that actually buttresses that they're thinking there. And that's, that's frightening because mm-hmm. it, it's really easy to sway people, um, like sway people's minds if they don't have a deep, uh, framework to, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and to take this to the, the next stage that I wanted to take this, uh, discussion to, um, uh, before before we end this off, um, we might have to actually continue this because this is this is kind of interesting. But to to take this safe place and to extend it a bit further, at what point? Because this is another question that I'm struggling with in this same idea. Is 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 at what point should a human f- forgive um, another human's past meaning meaning um like if a human did something that i find questionable five minutes ago if it did a did did that human do that thing three days ago a week ago a year ago 10 years ago 20 years ago at what point is that cut off for something bad because it's under under the same idea of uh, of the safe uh, of the safe space it's like maybe they won't do the bad thing if we talk about it but if they talk about it they could feel the repercussions and at what point should you let like forgive that person if they end up coming out or if it ends up coming out because that's another that's another thing that i've that i've i've struggled with is, is you have a lot of character assassinations these days with people doing things years ago and i'm kind of like okay to me it's kind of weird because you can grow up and right. change your opinion um and 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 and, and I, but but it's but there's no point that again, I can logically determine, okay, I'm going to give, forgive someone after five years. I'm going to forgive someone after one year because it, yeah. who, who knows how fast you mature. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, is there a point that you guys, that, or, or, that, that you guys think that there should be, um, that everyone should just forgive someone's past or is there, is there well, conditions that need to be met to forgive someone's past? Yeah, I, I think, is there a point? I, th- I think we need to figure out what that point means. Like, is it just a point on a, on a time dimension? As you say, like, just five minutes or three days or I, 30 years? Or I, like I, a, I don't think it could be time. I don't think it could be time. Yeah. Because, yeah, right. like, I can do something and then, like, immediately regret it and know I wouldn't do it again. There's a lot of right. childhood <laughs> scenarios where I did that <laughs> yes. um, without even needing to be punished. Right. But I got punished anyway. Right. Um, so I, don't, I, I, I just, I, I'm just... It can't be time scale. Yeah, or at least it can't just be time scale. I mean, or or or, or maybe maybe time is like a proxy for like a lot of other things. Like over time, people resolve things and mm-hmm. think about things and reflect, and then yeah, given time, you can reflect on your actions. I would argue though not, that yeah, it's not like directly time. Actions are a bit different than beliefs, though. Like if I'm gonna say mm-hmm. I'm a Nazi. Mm-hmm. 
and then have a few discussions and then, okay, well, I'm not a Nazi anymore because you guys talked me out of it. I think that that's pretty well, like immediately, like, okay, you're forgiven that you're a Nazi. You yeah. can, you can, dis- you can detach the thought from, from action. But if this person was going out and like hanging minorities, like lynching minorities and doing awful shit, and then you like talk them out of Nazism, right. that is so different because they're actually like going out and causing harm. But so, so if they're actually going and acting on this belief, I would say that, yeah, you need some type of like reparative, maybe time, uh, like, like we have, well, we have yeah. jail, um, go sit and think about it for a while what you did. Um, but there has to be some form of, of reparation for behaviors and actions, but I don't think that extends so much uh, into just espousing beliefs. I really like that distinction there of just belief and action. Because when you make actions, um, you've rationalized them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you, it's, it's sort of an investment. And so yeah. if, if those questions, if, if those actions are called into question later, you, you feel a tie to them and you have to like, sort of like post hoc rationalize them. <laughs> totally. You know, and so you feel invested to, to remain tied to your old belief that rationalized the action earlier time mm-hmm. it's it's very different things whereas with belief like you can change your mind in an instant oh yeah like you, you can you can like read an argument or someone can talk you can have a conversation as you say like yeah. oh i'm a nazi talk to some people <laughs> oh I, okay i'm not a nazi anymore <laughs> just like wow like, that is actually what nazism means like oh didn't know that sorry <laughs> yeah right yeah like that is a discussion that can happen that sways people away from things instant it's, it's a really cool feeling <laughs> too but yeah anyways so thanks for making that distinction. That, that, that's interesting. Because, and I think to an extent that is, you know, what, you know, say if you're in a, you did something terrible. Um, um, well, that's what courts try mm-hmm. to do. They try to, they, they, they definitely make, you know, at least some sort of psychological profile, whether how much that holds up, who knows, because you can't really know what someone's actually thinking. Um, but they do definitely try when they're saying, is this person a high risk reoffender or not? Yeah. Right. Um, now, the issue is that you have um, you 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 could um, cat please <laughs> please I know you want to talk about um, people who do bad things like knock over laptops as a recording but you can save your opinion for after the podcast um, anyway um, so yes like like. There, there's this idea, and then I kind of follow that the same because I think that a lot of people who do um, like online character assassinations um, tend to um, just look at the person's action and try to make a company or someone respond to it and, and, and hurt them based on the action they did. With and there's no there's no profile for okay, what did they actually believe? Was it a legitimate like right? off-color joke or was it a and not saying that off-color jokes are bad or was it or do they actually believe whatever they said intent doesn't or, matter yeah um and 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 that's a weird slippery slope where 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 this gets a little bit more murky for me is is if i look at it from not only the person's perspective but i look at it from the victim's perspective because 
because there's a, the, the, where, 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 I'm, where I'm having this like battle back and forth is, you know, yes, if someone doesn't believe something anymore, I, I, I don't think they should be punished for it. Um, however, if, say, the victim um, struggled for whatever reason coming forward about it for, say, 10 years, 5 years, 20 years, mm. and then they finally do, is it a disservice to not punish the person who did hurt them. But how did they hurt them with their beliefs alone? Well, it, 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 it's, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's, it's their, it's, it's, it's their belief. So, so, so just because the only thing I can think of off the top of my head, and it's very relevant right now is you have the, the, the Kavanaugh trials oh, or whatever. Yeah, I was wondering if we were going to go there. I, 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 I wasn't going to go there, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just the most recent example I could think of. Um, Blatant character assassination. Where, whereby, but, but let's say, let's say it did happen. Mm -hmm. Let's just, let's just go with the benefit sure. of the doubt. It did happen. Um, this person, um, I don't, do you, I don't know, just for the, I guess the audience, um, this person, um, who's lazy for it, uh, essentially let's say he did actually rape this other Dr. Ford. Um, he never raped her. Let's make sure that's the, that's not the allegation at all. He oh, held not? her down and assaulted her. It was never, he never raped her or anything like that. Let's it just, wasn't. Okay. Yeah. So let's, in this scenario, we're going to fake it and say he raped her. Okay. Just, 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 just to make the argument a little bit more extreme. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, so you have, well, this, the third one he's apparently took part in gang rapes. So that was the, the, the third accusation took part in was, gang rapes. took part okay. in gang rapes. So okay. let's go with the third one. Uh, so, so, okay. <laughs> let's just say, uh, uh, Kavanaugh raped someone. Sure. Let's say he was early twenties. Okay. He's probably forty, fifty now. Um, now this the the, the victim um, didn't come forward for twenty, thirty years mm -hmm. about this accusation, and 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 assuming she is correct, and there's no false memories and all that stuff. That's not what I'm arguing here, but you have the scenario whereby. The, the 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 male who 30 years later hasn't let's just say hasn't as a fact um in this hypothetical situation hasn't raped or gang raped or whatever anyone in 20 30 years but did 20 30 years ago sure. now for me he did an action he hasn't repeated said action so 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 in his adulthood um you he did something bad um, which, you know, if he, if he was accused at that time, you know, sure, whatever, talk about jail time, but he clearly hasn't done it since. So I would assume that you could extrapolate his beliefs have changed, his beliefs have changed. Um, but you have this female who you, for whatever reason, didn't come forward for 20, 30 years. Um, and, 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 and they could be emotionally traumatized by this event. They're feeling pain for 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And then only after 30 years do they finally come forward and say, hey, this person did that thing to me. Is it, that's where, the, where, that's where you get a huge gray area for me because the, the victim is suffering. Mm -hmm. But because the victim couldn't come forward for whatever reason, they don't get to feel like the other person got punished for their actions. Whereas... Or their beliefs at the time, where the other person, if their beliefs changed, I kind of also think should get off and should not 
be punished for it. Strictly because he's not going to commit the crime again? Simply because he is a completely different person. Like sure. he, he would, he, yes, he would not commit the crime again. He probably doesn't believe in um, gang rape anymore or whatever. <laughs> sure. So, so, so people aren't responsible for their past selves up to a certain point. Yeah, like that, that's, that's okay. like at I what? I don't agree with that. At, at <laughs> what? And like at what point? Because because but, but we yeah, just the said point is it interesting? Yeah. We, we, ju- yeah. we like we just kind of said right. it's like yeah, you know, if your beliefs change, you shouldn't be punished for your past actions. But when you ex- add this extra variable in there of someone else yeah. who's still suffering, mm-hmm. your the, the, that argument now has a bit of a nuance to it, and you and and, and, and that one party, it's like okay, you don't believe it anymore, but should you still be punished for it? I think the nuance comes in. Like you said, because you're introducing another person into this, you have to introduce uh, what they feel. Like, um, if if someone's been affected for 30 years because they've been gang raped by Judge Kavanaugh, um, (laughs) if um, so, if this Uh, (laughs) again hypothetical situation, hypothetical situation. Um, if that's the case, that's having a real long lasting effect on their life. And so like if, if he broke her hand with a hammer, cause he's a sick fuck or something and just like wants to be a sadist and break someone's hand or something. So if he did that, um, just broke her hand and she got over it in a month or two, didn't have any long-term psychological damage from having that happen to her or whatever. Um, and then he does at a later date feel okay like that's awful i'm not going to break people's hands with hammers anymore because that seems awful um then i feel like that's a bit more forgivable because the victim is already kind of like over it um but when you get into like gang rapes that are actually affecting people emotionally for like 30 40 years that becomes different and i think i would argue the magnitude of their response is how you determine uh the, the 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 punishment i guess for it's tricky though. it's very like, tricky because like you, you would have to quantify the victim's response and like the effect on the victim like you, you need some like objective ways of an, analyzing that because you just kind of like, have some to... people might you know yeah i saw it was awful i saw a counselor for five years and i'm fine like, yeah, yeah yeah or maybe yeah but, but like suffering isn't is, the, is relative yeah and and so it's so at some point or if, if we don't have a like objective way of analyzing suffering, then in this context for, for, for victims of rape, then um, we have to, it's just really messy. Well, then you just kind of generalize then, right? You take the median, say, okay, this Shit. is the median, the median response, victim yeah. response, and yeah. then deal with that. So if the median, median victim response uh-huh. for a murder is death, then, then you can say that, well, that's a quite obvious <laughs> suffering or something like that. So, so like there's a very good clear cut example of um, we, we kind of have a, a cookie cutter. If you kill someone, this should be the punishment because killing them. Well, yeah, the, there's only <laughs> yeah. one outcome for the victim. Yeah. Whereas if it's like something like rape that has a bunch more nuance in terms of the emotional responses, then you kind of just plug it in the median uh, the most awful rape victims response and the, and the least awful rape victims response, yeah. peg that in the middle and give a punishment proportional to that. It's tricky though. So Be- tricky. Because with, even with murder, there are degrees of, um, of, of murder and, 
you know, people get punished differently depending on how the crime was committed. You know, yeah. if there's intent, if there's like just like all like this whole spectrum there. So there's, there's a, lot, a lot of variability there. And so, so, it's, so it, it isn't even the case that we can take the median in, in the case of murder. Yeah. And there's um, so much other people like harmed by murder. If it's some like famous person that you murder who has millions of fans that affects right. a lot more people than if you murder a homeless person. Don't, yeah. don't murder homeless people. That's awful. Right. <laughs> well, it's just it's, because it affects less people doesn't make it any better. But there's a whole chain of suffering that mm -hmm. emerges from, from, from crimes and I guess, I guess all, yeah, all, all, all I'm saying here is that it's complicated. <laughs> I would say, like, just to get back to it, I'd say, yeah. though, like, if we're, if we're trying to hold people accountable for the past actions, um, it doesn't matter if they feel bad for it or if they have, like, remorse afterwards, because that's a very common and obvious feeling for people to have. Um, I, and, so, and so I don't... Measuring it is, is, well, is tough, like... Yeah, so I don't. Th I think like if you're remorseful, that shouldn't mean shit. If you raped someone and you're remorseful of it, you still did that action, right? But now you're going back. But now, but now you're. This, 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 but now you're saying that someone should be punished for their actions, not their beliefs anymore. In theory, yeah, you're contradicting no, yourself. People should be punished for their actions, not their beliefs. Because originally, weren't you saying that if people's beliefs change? No, because if wasn't he? I don't think so. I, I, no, if I'm you're, actually not sure now. Because <laughs> your, your beliefs change. That's fine. Like, that should be yeah. absolutely allowed. That makes sense. Right? But if you actually do something uh, and then you feel bad for it and your beliefs change, okay, now rape's not bad, that doesn't matter because you still did the action of rape. If you didn't do the rape and then you stopped feeling that rape was bad or, or is good... Um, if you, okay, if you didn't yeah, rape anyone yeah. and then you... You thought that rape was good. If you thought it was good and then thought it and then thought it yeah, wasn't good later, that's different yeah. than, than thought, raping thought someone. Thought it was good, doing it and then changing. Yeah, yeah. and then you yeah. actually rape someone, and you're like, "Wow, that was actually really awful. I don't like that." Um, that's a completely different monster. Then, yeah, I, I, I think it's really important to ensure that you're not punished for changing, just changing your mind. Because like, yeah. if you're a Nazi and then, you know, you get. Um, argued out of it, you shouldn't be punished for that. Yeah. You should be but if rewarded you're, for engaging. But if you're a Nazi and you're Adolf Eichmann and murder six million Jews or are capable culpable in that, then that oh, that carries a completely different set of repercussions, right? Which is, I think, I, what I've trying been trying to argue. When, so, so when the action comes into play, yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it's like, as soon as you invoke the action. It doesn't matter if it. If you change your mind about murder after you murder, it doesn't matter. You still murdered. So, and, and, and so this is then two things. It's, it's, it's now, now, now I'm getting into, or now I'm thinking that um, you should technically, because most um, places don't believe in capital punishment, technically the jail system is for rehabilitation, but if you're putting them in when they're already rehabilitated or punishing them when they're already rehabilitated, then you're throwing in a whole entire, like, what's... Yeah. Then, you're, then you're throwing the whole point of, no, you're just straight up punishing them. You're not using yeah. the jail system for what it's supposed to be used for. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's yeah. a can of worms that we should get into at another date um, because the, the, the judicial system is so insane and, and broken, I think. It doesn't... and. Yeah, and then, and, and then and then the and then the so so, so you ha so I then introduced that weird <sighs> thing, and then the second thing is that, well now I'm, 
now you're starting to de deteriorate the original safe space that I wanted because in, 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 in a way that safe space only exists as Gunnar was kind of implying just a bit ago, only exists up until you do the action because so, so, so hmm. like, yes, we, we, we could introduce the, the, these concepts to young individuals and have them be like, Hey, let's discuss these ideas and force them to discuss it. Um, but if you acted upon it and you actively wanted to better yourself and you, and you, and you did feel remorse, you couldn't now talk to anyone about it right. because if you do, you will get punished. Right. So it's like, once you do it, you're basically having you, you in theory with this line of thinking, you have no way of, um, bettering yourself. So in, mm -hmm. in so, so, so you're doomed by action. So, so, so then like, let's say you yeah. are someone who commits that action when they're 16 right. and now they're 90, they couldn't talk about it for 70, 80 years. Yeah. And, and, and in a weird way, if you definitely believe something different, you're, you're also being psychologically damaged because you have this secret mm. that you can't tell anyone because you will get punished for it. So in a weird way, it's like, if you did do an action, you, 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 the system sets you up to have to deny it because mm. it's like, even if you wanted to talk about it and you change your opinion, you can't. Right. So it's like, but what are you talking about? Are you going to talk about the fact that you did this thing based on your beliefs? Or are you going to go back and talk about your beliefs? Because those are different things. Again, if, if you're going to go back and say, well, you know, guys, I feel really bad that I raped this woman. That's different than saying, you know, guys, I still think rape is bad or good or whatever. That's totally different. Well, in, in, in a way, I, th I think it's, I, I'm, I'm definitely talking about, if, if you went back and talked about your beliefs and you're like, Hey, I think this is bad, but I don't know why. And, 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 and still, still you couldn't, regardless of the situation, it's like, yes, you, okay. You, you could have a situation where you did the action and then you want to go back and talk about it. And, 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 and maybe that'll help you, um, change your opinion, um, to be more strong, to never do it again. Um, maybe you're like, these urges are bad. I'm going to need to talk to someone to change these urges. But I think in, in, in a way, it's also inhibitive because you can't physically talk about the thing that you did ever because you'll get punished mm -hmm. for it. So right. in a way, it's like it's a pseudo safe space because hmm. it's a safe space to discuss your beliefs, but you can't admit to the action. Even if, again, it's been 80 years and you just like, I do, huh? I want to change or, or I right. want to talk about this, let someone know because, you know, you do it for 80 years. You didn't talk about it even though you wanted to. So you could, you know, you could plea, I don't know, guilty or whatever. Right. Um, but then you could talk about it. Then you could talk about it. But if you don't talk about it, then you look like an asshole after 80 years. Yeah. yeah. And, and with, as we were saying before, like when you, when you have a belief and then you act on that belief, that rationalization sticks with you you know, um, long afterwards. And I think mm -hmm. that's sort of like the, the drama or the psychological downstream psychological effects that, that you're talking about. Yeah. Not to mention there's a bit of an issue here because like denying your personal accountability affects personal growth. If you're, if you're a horrible person and then you change like in your 16, 17, 18, like, like me, I bullied a, a few kids in high school. I was a little asshole. And for me not to, to recognize that I was a little asshole, right. um, that hinders my personal development and growth. For me not taking accountability, that now prevents me from refining my belief systems 
to being a nicer person. So this person who did something 80 years ago, 30 years ago, if they aren't taking accountability for it, they, they, they prevent and dissuade any and all refinement of, of their personal beliefs and, and those have an incredible impact in how a person acts in the world. They kind of have to live with a contradiction. Yeah. I mean, I, I also, I also was, was, a, was a bit of a bully to... Like, was anyone not a little yeah. shit? Oh, well, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. well, we were all little shits. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, thank, thank you for taking away my yeah. accountability, boys. Yeah, thank you. Just of responsibility. Oh, I'm not taking away your accountability. I'm just saying we're all accountable. Um, Personal accountability is lessened. Right. Like I, I, I mean, I, I haven't met the, this person that I was a little shit to um, since I was a little shit to them. But if I, I, I know I would feel really like awful if I, if I met them and I couldn't acknowledge and I couldn't like if I if I said, "Hey, I was a little shit to you. I'm sorry," yeah. or you know, um, whatever. Yeah. Um, and. I just had to like ignore it or pretend nothing happened or pretend I, you know, whatever they're lying or something. Like yeah. I would, ha- it, it would, it would be like, it would just screw me up. <laughs> yeah. It would, it would probably make you feel like it would start a pathological yes, belief. In exactly. You. Yes. Yes. And it would gaslight yourself. Like you would, you would think differently of yourself because yeah. you'd be acting differently on your principles, different. You're lying to yourself. Yeah. Exactly. You're forced to lie to yourself. You, um, yeah. I actually, I, I see the guy I bullied back in high school from time to time Mm -hmm. like he'll be like he'll be driving by it's the weirdest thing it's like ghost um he'll be driving by like i know exactly what he looks like he hasn't really changed that much grew out a beard um but yeah no i see him from time to time i like i want to say that i apologized (laughs) but i'm not sure so yeah i don't know but but you would if if, i would if if you were in a conversation at this point yeah yeah, i would totally be like hey man like face to face I was a little shit. I'm sorry. I was going through some stuff in my life and right. didn't mean to take it out on you. And, and if it was, if, if you committed a horrible crime and horrible injustice to this person, and if you admitted it in any way, you would go to prison for like 30 years. Well, then, I wouldn't because I didn't kill him. But. Well, well, sorry. Okay. We, we can generally, generally yeah, outside of, yeah, we, we can, we can pretend uh, things that Kavanaugh did, but not Gunnar. <laughs> not me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it totally changes the situation because then you're thinking, okay, do I want to be free for the next 30 years of my life or not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's like, uh, like you were alluding to Tyler, a bit of a failure of our criminal justice system that even if someone is fully capable and willing to be rehabilitated, there's just no interest in rehabilitation from society in general because we just don't trust people because everyone's so two-faced you can say one thing do the opposite and that's so common so we're just like fuck it send them to the gulags let them think about it for 20 years right and 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 before we end this off i will also say there there to to just give people more stuff to think about is that even if you wanted to admit it and 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 say you, you you tried to be a better person uh about it um, there, there's also a scenario where, um, you know, maybe the thing you did while you might not think it's, or the criminal justice system might not think it's terrible, it could still really mess that other person up. So in every situation you go to, say on a political platform or a large scale platform, do you have to start your career off by admitting every single bad thing you've done <laughs> to make it so it doesn't become a, 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 a controversy at some point right. in the future? Because, you know, in, in, in a way, like, yeah, like I've done a lot of 
or a handful of very shitty things and I would never do them again. Right. Um, but can I remember them all as one thing? I don't know. <laughs> um, um, doing a shitty thing again, just like, this feels like I've done this before. <laughs> but if I don't bring it up and say 20, you no, know, 15 years down, or say we're doing this podcast still, it's like, well, I'm, I just never had the opportunity to apologize to you. And I, guess, right. and I guess there might be a scenario where it's like, if I'm humble, like I've never done anything that's criminal. So um, I guess there is a benefit to that because I could just be like, be humble about it um, uh, and just say, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. I admit that I did that. Right. And, and usually that's a good way out. Um, but at, at, at the other time, there, there just is, there, there are scenarios that, you know, while, while, the, while the action you did might not be criminal, you might not be punished for it, you could try to better yourself for it. And the, the, the mm. environment, that, but the environment that you are in is very inhibitive to that. Um, and just to give a example is let's say, you know, you're someone who is seen as uh, a, a bully or just general um, negative person, hmm. um, and and say that you know you 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 acknowledge that, um, but you, you you go through um, a situation your 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 situation that you're in your environment that you're in you're like hey you know I'm sorry and then everyone responds with like. Yeah, it's cool. You're still a dick. Right. It's kind of like, well, why am I even trying to be a better person if no matter what I do, you're still going to see me as a dick regardless. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, like, you know, maybe Kavanaugh could have like freaking stopped world hunger. <laughs> He's still a dick. Like, <laughs> so it's kind of, so, so you just, you, it, it gets really complicated really fast. Yeah. Um, just one more thing to think about, but we will, um, end it right there. Uh, because my head is already exploding, um, sticking in a bunch of new ideas in there. Uh, so going around the table, does anyone have anything they would like to plug in terms of something they found that was fascinating? Let's put some good positive thoughts into the ethos, into the universe. Let's start with Gunner, because Taylor looks like he's thinking. Um, <laughs> I came across a YouTube page the other day. And I actually think it is one of the best YouTube. I'll actually, I'll plug two of them. So the one that I, I found the other day that I think is really good is Exerbia. It's like E-X-U-R-B-1-A, I think it's called. It's like a picture of a turtle with the, with the universe as his shell. Um, some of the most thoughtful and interesting and just all-around amazing videos like channels I've ever come across. What are they about? Just quickly. Just everything. Like there's like, um, like intellectual, it's like an intellectual, yeah, it's like intellectual stuff. Like there's, there's some funny stuff. Like, um, he was like talking about how to beat drug addiction. And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, sometimes I like to take a bath and, and then like the screen like pans down and his left hand's chopping up cocaine and stuff like this. Like, God damn it, left hand. <laughs> it's like funny stuff like that. And then um, there's other stuff where like he talks about like uh, existentialism and, and like uh, how humans had so many people, like different types of hominids and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And then we all died out and we're like the last people and we're just like alone in the universe and really afraid. It's really like poetic cool. and beautiful stuff. Um, so yeah, Exerbia, I would definitely uh, check them out on YouTube. And then Tierzu, I love that guy. He makes little like, uh, they're like video game type of 
like rank lists for like animals in the wild. Wait, like, what? no, it's awesome. So, so he'll like, he'll do like, uh, uh, what was one like arachnids or something like that? Like what's the best arachnid in the game to play? And he's like, Oh, black widows, like S tier. Like that's like the best superstar. Like and he kind of takes like a super smash brothers approach to it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so entertaining. It's so good. Um, nice. so I'll definitely plug those two. Cool. And that was tier zoo as in like a tier that's coming to my eyeball. No. So T I E R Z O O. Oh, <laughs> and then that's hilarious. Yeah. What a fun idea. Yeah, no, it's awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, a couple of people that I've been finding rather interesting recently. Um, one of them is, uh, Eric Weinstein or no, Brett Weinstein, um, evolutionary biologist. He has, a he, he has, talks a lot about, well, one, how evolutionary theory can apply to a lot of different things, human society and politics and whatnot. And, but he also has a lot to say about, um, um, teaching and like being a good teacher and what values to inculcate in students, um, and, uh, encouraging them to be innovative and thinking outside the box and, and all that. It's interesting stuff. I, I recommend checking out, um, his ideas, uh, he's on YouTube and, um, he has, he has a way of speaking very precisely and, um, deeply at the same time. It's, it's really quite hypnotic. Yeah, he's so very, he's so, very profound. Yeah. And then the other guy is a physicist, um, an AI researcher named, uh, Max Tegmark. He, um, um, also, uh, very, uh, deep creative thinker guy. Um, he, uh, is this tag Mark like T E G? Yeah. Okay. Tag Mark. Yeah. He, um, he has, uh, he founded, uh, what is it called? Um, fly. What is it? Future of life Institute. Oh. Um, and it's, it's all about, uh, ensuring that, you know, <laughs> The, the humanity persists and all this and cool. they fund uh, research and um, you know, all, all around uh, you know um, initiatives that are to that end <laughs> and um, yeah he's an interesting guy yeah cool I, I would recommend um, uh, his interview or his um, um, Discussion with Sam Harris and Rebecca Goldstein. I don't remember what episode it was on uh, Harris's Waking Up podcast, but it's somewhere there. It was really good. Tyler? Well, because I'm the narcissist. Uh, <laughs> I will... And there's a reason for it this week. I actually have a good reason. So uh, I do want to plug our Patreon like I do every single week. Um, now it's at patreon.com slash infinite monkeys. And the reason that I want to do this is because I actually, while we were talking, I thought this would be a, a really cool thing that we could extrapolate. Um, so uh, here we just throw a topic out and we discuss it and we try to evolve our opinions. Um, and now we brought up this idea um, that, you know, we're, where we don't have the facts like, this podcast is not necessarily fact-checked. It's just based on um, what we know to be true at that point in our lives. What we um, think to be true. What we think to be <laughs> yeah. true. Um, I don't know. Is, 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 is that our self-knowing? Is, is that our self-knowledge? Um, yeah. Whether or not... Our, subjective our, truth, but yeah. not intersubjective yeah. truth. <laughs> um, is that 
uh, one th- one cool thing we could do with uh, that Patreon was that we if it, it, we could use that uh, any donations we get through that to potentially use that to fill in gaps that we find interesting. So, for example, we could use that at some point to actually go talk to a Roman historian, yeah. figure mm. out with whatever the heck we said today, how relevant and how what, right. the, what the degree of truth is yeah. to that. And um, then we can actually like dive into that. With, and, oh my God. What if, we, what if we like, con- <laughs> like accidentally confirm Nazism somehow? Like Romans were this pure race that were like super. Well, we'll have to think more carefully then. <laughs> I right? guess. Yeah. And that, that's what this whole thing's about. Yeah, that's a good point, Hale. I shouldn't be afraid of yeah. Don't be of afraid of confirmation. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I I just thought that was a cool idea, which is why I want to why I want to plug it because I think we would all be kind of interested to, you know, answer that question and and have the opportunity to go and do that because I don't think there are any Roman historians anywhere near us. Yeah, we might have to. Mind. We might have to cross a, a, a international border to do that. I bet we could get a general historian that could like bullshit there. No, we 10%. need the facts here. This they, is a fact. It would be podcast. one of those. It would be one of those that like no ten percent of yeah. the knowledge or fifty percent of the knowledge. You just bullshit the rest. Well, <laughs> I, I feel like the information that we need about Rome is not that narrow. <laughs> like, we're not wondering about like the psychology of like Caligula, yeah, Caligula <laughs> or like Commodus or something. Yeah. Like, like it's just. It's, it's, it's sort of a general, yeah, low resolution stuff. Were they cool with minorities? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, that might be just a, a a cool thing that we can do to ex- uh, extend our discussions. Yeah, um, that'd be really for the science, for the research, obviously. Could I also add yeah. on to that? Um, oh, if, sure. If you guys have any um, topics that you'd like us to to uh, take a look at, uh, send us a few bucks, and we might be able to make them uh, priority. And to also add on to that add-on, um, <laughs> I, I, I do want to stress that uh, that this podcast is obviously not fact-checked, so please don't take anything we say as um, the uh, objective truth I, or inter... Yeah, objective. Whatever yeah, Teo just whatever. said. Yeah. Um, uh, however, if, 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 if you... If something we said is a the untruth, uh, feel free to... Let us know, because I would like to know if something we did say was not correct, and mm-hmm. we'll, we could bring it up next week and be like, hey, what we said last week was n- not correct. Yeah. Um, and we'll figure out how to, you know, do that time dimension thing where we can yeah. learn things that haven't, that we've already recorded. We just insert the actual fact check. Anyway, it's getting yeah. really complicated. That's physics. <laughs> um, That's what happens when you deal with an infinite number of monkeys. Yeah. And if you number of arguments. Just blows up. Or even if you just want to uh, continue this discussion, you know, just feel free to hit up, hit, just Google our name and you'll find some way to contact us, I imagine. Um, and let us know if you have any things you want to ask us that we, or things that you want us to think about and we can have a back and forth. Uh, having said that, this is a, the experiment 004 and these are the three infinite monkeys. And uh, this is the end of the podcast at 12.09 p.m. on October the 6th. Experiment concluded. Bye. Potato chips, how my mouth does. Potato chips, potato chips, potato chips. Crunch, crunch. I don't want no lunch. All I want is potato chips. Potato chips, how my mouth does. Potato chips, potato chips. Crunch, crunch. I don't want no lunch. All
Get my 